Oh, the memes thing. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. The anti-meme ban or whatever. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, aggressive, aggressively following the law. Maybe uh, the Brexiters were right. Maybe the EU is just a soulless, bureaucratic, neoliberal nightmare that we need to extricate ourselves from. Yeah, probably, right? Because they took away my, my Irish Simpsons memes. Yeah, because you can't have memes anymore. <laughs> oh, that's right. I guess it doesn't... I guess the British can still have memes. The British can have as many memes. Well, not yet, because they're still oh, a part okay, of yeah, the yeah. EU. They, they can't... Yeah, yeah. Okay. But in the future, they'll have... They'll have the memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll corner the market. A 1984 scenario where people are sneaking into England and smuggling out memes. Yeah, but I mean, you could probably do it all through like VPN or whatever. Yeah. Peasants with, you know, like they aren't wearing hats. They're just rags over their head and they're sneaking in and they're like, yeah. Can we have Dat Boy? Do you remember Dat Boy? Oh my God. Yeah, we'll go back in time to the old stuff. You're the Scumbag man Steve or whatever. Yeah, that, that, that's one. Yeah, yeah. All that like really old. The really old like stupid ones where it was just like colors and shit. How in Cuba they're still driving around in like 1950s Chevys where it's like. Yeah, they're just fixing them up over and over again. This meme has lasted my family for the last 80 years. We're not just going to replace it. Congrats, son. You've turned 18. You inherit the family meme. <laughs> it's a bad luck, Brian. That's a classic. We're a first world problems crying woman. <laughs> yeah, they, they have the first world problems crying woman, and it says, uh, <laughs> I joined the EU, and now I can't use memes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, it's a very meta meme. It's double illegal. That's a death penalty if you're caught with that one. So this is what's NXT. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, guys, uh, I'm not really a movie buff, although I'm typically in the buff. Uh, but I believe we're doing right what, what we call right now in media rays. In media rays? In media res? Yeah, it's in media res. Well, whatever it is, it means in Latin, we're in the same room. Kind of. In media res, what that means is uh, there's a record scratch, and then the narrator says, you're probably wondering how I got myself into this situation. Yeah, but that means that we're in the same room. An ovo? Mm, in the egg. Yeah, exactly. You're very egg-focused right now. That's, that's the opposite of in media res. Oh. Speaking of... Speaking it's also of- in the art world, which we did go to an art school together, so we are art buffs. Contraposto. That means that we're in the same room. <laughs> Chiaroscuro, that also means we're in the same room. Chiaroscuro is our editing technique. <laughs> Chiaroscuro means we're in the same room, but with a very harsh light overhead. Chiaroscuro means that we're both in the echo chamber today, and I'm not talking about the fact that we both have similar political beliefs. I'm talking about the fact that we're both in my shitty echoey room. So, sorry guys. This one's going to sound like garbage, probably. Yeah, go closer. It's 
Do I have to put this in my mouth to get it to work? I don't know. No, you don't have to, but I just I feel like my 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 things are bigger. Your things are bigger. Yeah, but I mean <sighs> But you know, size doesn't actually correlate to strength. I don't know. <laughs> let's talk to let's talk to NXT superstar Eric Bugenhagen, garlic chomper extraordinaire. Tristan has finally seen the garlic chomping video. So I just I just ate four bulbs of garlic yeah. and drank a thing of of honey. So my peaks on this recording are going to be pumped up by at least a foot, maybe a foot and a half. If we sound exceptionally loud, it's a combination of the. Uh, extremely echoey room and also the raw garlic that we're just chewing on my my goal is to record a podcast where somehow audacity herniates we're doing what's called a jefferson deadlift record it's a different form on the motion but you know it it still works you can you can see how close he's getting to having an embolism like just bursting a blood vessel somewhere on his body and he's like Oh, yeah, I felt it, baby. I feel like that's part of the reason why his videos are all like 45 seconds long. It's because I think that he knows, too. He's like, I can't, I got to put on one really good one just for the show. But, like, if I keep doing them with this form, I'm just going to, like, but he, break yeah, my back. He doesn't put on a good one because he's, like, wobbly and, like, lurching the entire time. Yeah, but I mean, I think to him it's a good one because the number is so high. The number and is the number is gigantic, let's, let's, and he looks like a marionette trying to pick something up. That's like how jerky and weird not, he is. Let's not mince words. The numbers are very impressive. <laughs> very big numbers. Very big numbers. The guy is is crazy. But you know what? God bless him. Please don't injure yourself. I kind of want to see you on TV. <laughs> You want to talk about how he uh, is just doing single movements, which means that his back is oh, about yeah, right. as wide as a fucking barn. Yeah. And his shoulders and arms. Proportionally, his arms look almost like a normal person's arms put onto a giant house. Because we were watching that. That garlic video was like, it wasn't even half a year ago, but it was a while ago. And then the most recent one we watched, his lats are out like fucking three feet <laughs> like he's got like uh, an eight foot wide back he's incredibly gigantic so we know that you love talking about eric bugenhagen let me ask you a question mm -hmm. do you remember who sabatelli and moss are yeah i remember who sabatelli okay and moss okay are. so so you're okay. not so into bugenhagen that um, they're not even on the same level. Sabatelli and Moss is like way up. That they're they were the they were the top of the tag division for a while, and they still will be <laughs> the, the top. Let's. They were. They were in all the time, and they were great. And everybody, you know, they they never held the belts. What are you talking about? The top. The top. They had the most eyes on the and the greatest potential. You know what? They really. You just don't. You. You just don't get it. I don't, you know, whatever. I, I do get it because here's the facts of matter. I said, this is what's NXT. And you did not immediately start talking about Sabatelli and Moss. Well, because we haven't talked about the, we haven't talked about the show yet. We just talked about fucking Eric Bugenhagen's weird garlic eating video. Okay, I'm Alec Fazio. I'm Tristan Marsh. And we are Sabatelli and Moss. <laughs> <laughs>
So fuck you, Tristan. I mean, that is how how people get renamed, right? They just show up one day and say, "Hi, I'm Ivar." Yeah, and I'm Eric, and we're the Viking Experience, and we're Sabatelli Moss. Yeah. Oh shit! I figured it out. That's the new gimmick for them. They're Sabatelli Moss. Good call. Uh, Hashtag New York Giants. So yeah, you mentioned we haven't even started talking about the show yet. Why don't we talk about the show yet? Yeah, we should talk about the show yet. I think it's only been like two and a half, three weeks yeah. since I recorded. So there's actually not as much that happened in between. But the stuff that did happen was TakeOver, which was huge. Everyone who should lose lost. Everybody who should win won, right? Now, that's not correct because, number oh, one, no, not everybody that... who should have lost. Number number one, there were some losses uh, that weren't necessary. There were absolutely one. There was one loss. That oh, was, really? Uh, well, you know. There was one loss that was absolutely unnecessary. There was one loss. Absolutely, that was unnecessary and completely unnecessary. No, uh, Adam Cole's <laughs> loss was fine. It could have been. It could have happened. It could not. It could have taken it or leaving it. it. It's great. But um, like uh, let's just focus on the fact that Pete Dunne should still be the United Kingdom champ. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, that belt's valueless now, right? Walter's not gonna fucking put that belt in his mouth. What's he gonna do? Put the belt between his butt cheeks and walk down the aisle with it, swinging around? Does he have a good butt? I don't even know. I can't tell. <laughs> Do you know anything about Walter's butt? Like, what is it? I don't know anything about Walter. Walter is just a very big boy. Just very big. He's He's just a very big boy. I don't know. That's not enough to win a a title. I mean, this isn't America. It's the UK. And he's German or Austrian. Whatever. Same difference. Oh, come on. I thought they were trying to get away from that with the Brexit stuff. (laughs) You know, this whole thing is so stupid. It it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Pete Dunne, number one, is, of course, the best wrestler. He's the greatest wrestler. He's so good. And it's so nasty. And and really nasty face. He needs to cut his hair again. I just want it shorter again. And then then he's he's great. I'm not a big fan of the beard that he grew. No, he should cut that off again because then you can't see his, his cool... Pimple scars that I I like it when he's got the stubble and the like short beard, the, but the stubble is good. We want him to look like like a rowdy boy, but not like a wolf man. Yeah, like a nasty boy. Yeah, he's gotta be nasty because he can still be a hero that's nasty. He has been. He's always been a hero that's nasty. He's he's nasty, great, and he needs shorter hair to be nastier. So anyway, I don't know, and he should have also he should have won. He, he should have. Well, I don't know. He'll get it back. He'll win it off of Walter. Walter can't hold that. Walter can't hold that. Do you think people are going to come and see Walter with that belt? Come on. You know, some people were saying, oh, I bet Vince wants wants to get his fingers on on that little rowdy boy. What, Walter? No. Pete Dunne? Pete Dunne. No. And I'm so don't glad that. Raw, for fuck's sake. Well, the superstar shakeup or whatever just happened. Yeah, and... we're going to talk about that because it, but only how it affects NXT because I don't care about the other ones. He didn't show up on anything, so thank God. Hopefully, they they keep him in the NXT world. He's really good. Because Cassius Ono goes over there sometimes. Yeah, and uh, I mean Dakota Kai goes over there. He he has to because it's just too it's too terrible to think of him in on Raw and just like languishing. I don't know. It's always a little disappointing when they just like take a title off of somebody that's had it forever and then they're like and now they're moving on it's like why would that person move on if they've held a title for two years yeah they should probably fight all the new guys that came in so takeover you didn't like uh pete dunwalter 
I liked the match. I thought yeah, it was good. And was I fun. liked, actually, I wanted to see how Walter could sell for Pete Dunne because he is much taller and his hands are so big. And it was like, is the finger stuff going to work? And they didn't really do the snapping, which was good. I think he did it like once or twice. Twisting and bending, which I thought it shows a lot better on a big hand. And I thought that was really cool. It does. I agree. But they did something that they've been doing that I'm not a huge fan of, which is finishers always start to lose their potency and you have to do more and more of them. I don't like it when Pete Dunne snaps the fingers and then 10 minutes later snaps the same fingers. Either do it on a different hand or something, but it's like, so what? Did you twice break his fingers? What the fuck, man? Yeah, it makes the same noise both times. It's weird. It's like, yeah, but it's it's, it's important. But again, I think that it's just like, you know, move inflation. Oh, the way that you show that this guy is really tough is that he has to break his fingers twice, I suppose. Yeah, it's a little weird. I know a bunch of marquee people are going to love how Pete Dunn's chest was all red and shit. Oh, his chops are so big. And like, whatever. I mean, like, I'm not... I'm not super down with chops for chops sake, which is like something that distances me from current wrestling fans. I'm not, I'm just not. I mean, but you've seen that photo of Walter doing that uh, uh, slap from behind where the guy's yeah. chest is rippling. Yeah. You've no. seen that, right? Yeah, yes, it's I have. It's like. It's, it definitely, there is something to be said. It's so, weird. I think that I like Walter more for the photos that come out of his matches than his matches necessarily. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't like a super, you know, hype match for me. It was weird because even though it had my guy, it could just be because I think what with Walter's style, you kind of want a shorter match where he just does like crazy shit that he just fucking destroys. But they had to give him a lot of parody because he was going to win. I don't know. Because I've seen him versus like Will Ospreay where so much of the I match. I have seen that and that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, so much of the match was like Will Ospreay trying shit on him. So like it was cool that the match was like a half hour. It yeah. was fine. And that that's okay, but like Yeah, no, Pete, have... Pete Dunne isn't going to be bouncing off of the ropes dodging Walter. Yeah, if <laughs> if that's going to if you're not going to have that, like I feel like a long match doesn't really help him because it 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 does kind of diminish how giant he is. I don't know, but it, it was a good match. It was great. Yeah, and it Walter was fun. looked good, and Pete Dunne always looks great. He's the best, even if he does need to cut his hair. He really does. You gotta cut that hair. Tag team championship. Yeah. Black and Ricochet taking yeah. on the current tag team champions, the War Raiders, or maybe the Viking Experience. Yeah. This is their comeuppance for all that stupid entrance shit that they pulled, and I think that they deserve it. Everything that they got, and I know it's not on them. It's like, oh, look, creative put together these guys in cargo shorts to drum for you. It's like, fine, whatever. That was so shitty. That entrance, I didn't think that they were going to get worse than the the spear-banging one, but they did. They got way worse. Their first entrance, it wasn't for me. At least the production is right on it. The first entrance was as long as the match. They put in the time to like get some costumes and they did the smoke and the low lights. Like they produced yeah. it right. No, this it time they just put some helmets on some dudes and gave them drums. But then when they went to the wide shot. Nice. Yeah, don't worry. It's seltzer, guys. I'm not drinking. When they went to the wide shot, 
Mm-hmm. You can see that like half of the guys with the drums are wearing cargo shorts and like Nikes. It's like it, it's it's so stupid. And then like if you're gonna do that, I at least want you to care about the shit you're doing. And when it gets to that point where they're like, and hey, let's just put some dudes out there. There was like no promo package for this match. I guess they just were like, oh, War Raiders are over enough. They don't need to do any interaction with Black and Ricochet. I don't understand that. I think just that they mentioned just, respect again, though. Just hang, well, of course, they respect everybody. They respect the fucking Undisputed Era, for God's sake. <laughs> they respect everybody. Respect. We respect Black and Ricochet, you know? And I was like, oh, word? Yeah, they're, they're really? You do? Huh. Yeah, whatever with those guys. I mean, They don't respect Black and Ricochet enough, however, to not have their Viking dudes wearing cargo shorts. Yeah, that was just, just unexcusable. And now they're the Viking Express, and they're going to feud with the Midnight Vikings, and they're going to have, like, the Viking... The Viking... The What do you call it? The something... The Midnight Vikings and the Viking... Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a real 80s tag team name, guys. It's really 80s. It's really old. I feel like Papa Shango should manage them. The Viking superpowers. Yeah, the Viking. Oh, yeah. The Viking powers. The super Vikings. Super Vikings sounds cool. Oh, man. They hang out with Roman. Super Vikings kind of sounds like a a really cool, like, uh, pop metal band. I I, I feel like I could see myself listening to a lot of Super Vikings. Yeah, there's a lot of synthesizer in Super Vikings. Um... The match was fine. Yeah, it was good. It was. I mean, of course, it was fine. It, it was, really it was good. It really kind of sucks that uh, at the end, like obviously, Black and Ricochet are gone because they like did the you know two minute, three minute long curtain call. Yeah. Because I really would have liked it if they had shown up the next week. Cargo shorts, really? Come on. Yeah. Like Ricochet <laughs> could have said that with his shoes with no socks. <laughs> called style guys they were called up and that's what's so crazy to me is that they could have won this because the belts don't matter viking uh the viking uh express Express got it is the no it's the experience it doesn't matter the viking express they got called up remember they're gonna start coming out to Jimi hendrix (laughs) are you viking experienced It's gotta happen, right? Because it's so stupid. It's that it's that cover of "Are You Experienced?" but with Hanson and Rowe in the middle. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Ivar and Eric. Yeah, what the? F- I mean, it's fine. It doesn't matter. How cool would it be if War Raiders is still on NXT and they're just different guys? They're like doppelgangers, but they're not because Nigel already called them the Viking Experiment. Experiment? That's yeah. even better. Oh my god. <laughs> Viking Experiment is the fucking prog rock version. Ooh, yeah. Roe and the Viking Experiment. No, Ivar. <laughs> Ivar and Eric's Viking Experiment. <laughs> Ivar and Eric's Viking Experiment is starting to get into, like, craft work, though, yeah. I feel. That's yeah. not prog rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like a cooking show. <laughs> what a stupid... God damn it. We're, we probably sound like two fucking dumbasses. Man, dollars to donuts... In a year, the Viking experience is going to be sitting next to Mojo Raleigh looking into a cracked mirror. <laughs> I said we were not going to talk about the 
the, the main roster, but oh my god, that Bojo Rawley thing. What the gonna, <laughs> There you are. <laughs> they're gonna feud with the Forgotten Sons and they're gonna be called the the, the fractured few. Oh god damn. And they're gonna all have that that fractured paint on over one eye. <laughs> no, they're just gonna call themselves the fucking Viking experience. <laughs> just put a fucking horn on Mojo Rawley's head. I can see the Viking experience being one of those things that Vince McMahon refuses to admit was a mistake, and he's like, no, we're gonna push him even harder. They need streamers hanging off of their arms. That's what they need to do. The Viking experience needs streamers. They need to, they need to do a bench press contest. <laughs> it's just like every fucking corny 80s gimmick. It's just like every single one. So Hansen's gonna come out. And he's gonna say, I'm gonna give a million dollars to whoever can body slam me. <laughs> oh no. And then they're still gonna bring out Hulk Hogan to finish him off. <laughs> oh, you almost spit up your seltzer. Because <laughs> that's a very realistic thing that could, <laughs> that could very well. The best thing is that they're gonna be like, oh. And then, and then Hanson and Rowe are gonna stand up there, and they're gonna look down on, on the two, the two challengers. It's gonna be incredible. And meanwhile, it's like we we saw today on the episode that, that we watched today, like Street Profits came to challenge them, and Street Profits are both taller than both of them. I think they're gonna go the way of heavy machinery, and I don't think either of them is perverted enough to get over. Viking experience can team up with Aiden English. Oh, wait, he got released, didn't he? Aiden English? No, I think that Aiden English is still around. Oh, okay. It's gotta be he like still plays point. video games with uh, Xavier Woods oh, okay, all the time. so that's how you know that they're still around. So Aiden English and... The Perfect Ten. Oh, God. No, but he's gone, isn't he? Oh, what's his name? For this, Ty Dillinger. Yeah, Ty you don't even remember his name. Here, let me look up... Let me look up... Where the fuck... Is I Dillinger? I'm sorry, I misspelled his last name. Yeah, it's like the escape. Um, oh no, yeah, he just got released. I knew it. Look at that. So is uh, is coming coming soon to uh, the impact zone. It's uh, uh, Troy Duglier, the uh, absolute eleven. We're turning it up to eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With Doug Doug McCurk. Doug Winchester. Doug. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then he comes out with like a foam finger, but he got it on top of his head, so that he has. Instead fingers. of doing the ten fingers, he just does this. <laughs> the two index fingers to make eleven. <laughs> We're putting our equipment at risk, guys, because I might spit all we over. We are. Yeah, you. You're making me pop over here, dickhead. Since all four of these guys are gone, what do you think? that means for like NXT's tag division. Cause at first I was really depressed to see them gone. Cause black and ricochet are actually like a real tag team now. I don't know. It was Which, like, Oh who no, would they're have all fucking gone. Guessed in a, a year ago. Yeah, I know what I'm hoping. Oops, sorry. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. What I'm hoping is more screen time for our boys, the Street Profits, more screen time for Donny Blurge. I really think that, that that could actually be what happens. Eichner and Bartel are wrestling as the European Union. On the back of their tights, they each have their home country's flag, and then next to it, the European Union flag. Oh my God, Brexit. So, you fucking act like, oh, the Viking experience, this is the worst it can get. It can get worse. I don't know. I think Viking experience might be worse than <laughs> European Union because European Union is funny. Put them in NXT UK. Wait for um, Theresa May to actually finish Brexit. Yeah, and yeah, that's never going to happen. If it eventually does happen and the UK leaves the European Union, don't eat blurch. The English mm. guy and the American guy. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like the idea of also bringing them to NXT UK and just have them like double team. Yeah. I gotta beat up some English guys. How many English guys are in NXT UK? I guess a bunch of them, right? Yeah. They could beat up beat Wolfgang. They could beat a British Strong Style. Except that British Strong Style outnumbers them. Yeah, they'll get Walter. <laughs> they'll get Walter. He's the Merkel. <laughs> He's their Merkel. And then he starts pushing him around because he's underwriting everything. He's like, I paid for this, so... Yeah, he's just like, well, everybody knows I have the belt, so I am the one with it. I don't know how he sounds. <laughs> I, I'm just going to make decisions. I think this is best for all of us if we do it like this. And it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Eichner walking up to him with, like, a bill that he signs. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I take care of that for you, Italian man. I agree with you. I think that the tag division is actually not gutted at all it looks like the street profits are going to be taking the belts which is fun and might be really cool who hasn't been in the title picture recently uh i guess we gotta make the street profits champion we were talking about it and i was like oh yeah but they beat these guys and it's like no they they actually lost that match we're like trying to think of like the last thing that they really it's not, decisively it's not, won it's not, i think it was european union it's not always that great to um do like power rankings in wrestling wrestling doesn't work that way but if you do you start thinking about it and you're like so they're gonna beat the war raiders who beat everyone everyone else, else and they couldn't get past the first round of the dusty classic yeah how the fuck does that work well because you know what's going to happen is they're going to be transitional and then it's going to be forgotten sons who get oh, the belt and then everybody's going to be fucking furious it's going to be pretty funny it is i might actually start watching their match speaking of the forgot <laughs> speaking of the forgotten sons uh oh jackson Riker jackson, was on the preview show of jackson Takeover. Riker beat up danny birch danny birch uh Carried Jackson Riker to a match that existed. He barely carried Jackson Riker through that match. I don't think match. anybody could, though, because Danny Burch is very good. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, that it was not a great match. I'm trying to be positive about the Forgotten Sons, and, and it's possible because Blake and, and Cutler are actually kind of fun. And Jackson Riker has a good gimmick of being incredibly ripped, and as long as he doesn't have his giant eyes bugging out that don't actually really bug that much, I think he's cool as a manager, and then he can do like a cool power move every once in a while, but he just doesn't 
really wrestle in this. He doesn't match, really like know what flow is or he's in this kind of impossible space because he makes sense as a manager. But managers aren't supposed to be more ripped than the wrestlers they represent. Yeah, and he's way more like they spill out over their tights, and he looks like he's Mr. Got one Fuji coming out with Yokozuna, but Mr. Fuji is like the size of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's like they look like they look like wrestlers, but they look like you know they look like average guy wrestlers. They like look like big, like big possibly boys. like collegiate wrestlers, and yeah. he's like. And he looks like a fucking... Steroids era, like, WWF He looks like a Batista. Like, he's big and powerful looking and ripped. And yet, I don't think he could... I don't know. He can't really seem to do a lot. Hopefully, they just take him off for a while, and then he comes back and he's really good. Or hopefully, they just keep him as a manager until he's training and not give him matches. Buddy Murphy, who has returned to NXT, beats him up and he takes over the Forgotten Sons. I mean, he kind of could physically. I mean, he looks very beefy as well. He's not as cut up, but he's big. Are they both Australian or what What are they? No, they're American. They Two Americans them, and an Australian. Shit. They call themselves the AAA experience. The AAA connection. Just triple A, they come out in a tow truck, it's fine. <laughs> Their audio cues always get messed up. Yeah. And... You better not play my music. <laughs> Where the fuck is my music? <laughs> Where's lucky. my music? Where's you're... my music? Play you're... my music. You're lucky my fucking music isn't. You're lucky. Where the fuck is my music? <laughs> <laughs> they just come out to no music every time in a tow truck. <laughs> You know, so. we uh, we mentioned Buddy Murphy. Why don't we talk a little bit about the Velveteen Dream? Yeah, let's do that. Because How fucking great was that Matt Riddle Velveteen Dream match? That match was so good. This one was killer. And I was astounded. And it wasn't really the ways that we thought. If anything, it was taking pro wrestling super seriously. He got Tanahashi heat. From like stomping on Dream on the ropes when he wasn't allowed to, just unsportsmanlike contact. A little bit demeaning, like trying to do the bro fist bump, but kind of in a shitty way at the beginning. And then the match ends. Velveteen Dream wins, which was like mind blowing. I was so happy. I was I was really depressed. I thought that he was gonna lose for sure. And then Riddle fucking turns on a dime, and all of a sudden his shitty condescending fist bump. He's like. He puts out the fist. He respects you now. That is the story of Velveteen Dream. Yeah. It's always this Can I dude. Get him to respect me. This dude doesn't respect you. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Do you recall? Did they fist bump? Because I feel like they actually did too. Yeah, they did. They did, and it was like, what the fuck? Because I didn't actually think Dream was. I he thought... did the fist bump, and then I think he immediately did the yeah the okay, Dream yeah. pose. He did the Dream pose. Yeah, because I was gonna say, I was like. This, I feel like there's no way for him to fully buy it. Like, I want him to do it, but there's no way for him to fully buy into it without kind of eliminating his own gimmick, which well, is yeah, like, it's all about me. That dude would not fist bump anyone. That's not yeah. his style. Because he did the dream pose afterwards, I accept your respect, and here's my respect. Go yeah. fuck yourself. I'm yeah. amazing. 
Yeah, it's 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 not really. It wasn't really a fist bump. It was more like a respect knuckles, which I believe there's a difference. I don't know. I'm not very cool. I don't respect cops. I don't respect people in the military. But uh, Knuckles from Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, okay. I understand. I'm super into him. So. Yeah, he was a cop. He was not a cop. Uh, excuse me. He was the guardian of Angel Island. He absolutely was a cop. He is a guardian, not a cop. Uh, so the you entirety, think that he was going around and like giving people tickets? The entirety of Sonic the Hedgehog 3 was him fucking with Sonic because Dr. Robotnik told him that Sonic was a criminal there to steal the Chaos Emeralds. He's a cop, dude. <sighs> Knuckles is a cop. Knuckles is a cop. <laughs> but he can climb walls, so he's pretty cool still. <laughs> And he can float. Yeah, and he flies. So, like, he's pretty cool. I mean, like, we're not saying he's not cool, but, you know. Climb walls, he can float, and he's a cop. Is Knuckles Batman? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, Batman's a cop, right? Batman's yeah, that's shit. what Batman's I mean. Batman's, like, a really shitty cop, though, because he doesn't, like, follow the book at all. <laughs> he also never kills anybody, so. Yeah, that makes him a horrible cop. Yeah, he's bad at being a cop. Batman meeting with Commissioner Gordon. You still haven't killed an innocent kid. <laughs> I thought you were all about secrecy. Why are you all about putting the body camera on? Well, it's for my personal responsibility. You should get off of the body camera. We all hate it. <laughs> like Batman with the body camera. Batman. He has to turn it off. He's like, okay, guys, I'm going to change back into my human form or whatever. <laughs> my human form. Well, that's what that's how that's how I would say it if I was a you know, superhero. You know that he's just wearing a costume right yeah but that's what i would say if i was a superhero because i would be like i'm batman i'm batman and then like okay i'm gonna be a human again i don't know emily always used to get on me because of the harry potter shit she's like a big harry potter head or whatever and i was like oh i don't like how they treat humans in that book she's like the the wizards are humans and i was like they're not there you go Demon Hunter, Harry Potter crossover. Like those are the bad guys. The a, bu a bunch of you know militant Catholics kicking the door of yeah. Hogwarts with holy water dipped bullets. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm on their side. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, well, I am. So you would be one of those guys, wouldn't you? No, because I wouldn't kill anybody, even if they are, you know, weird. Whatever. Pagans. Animals? Wizards are like animals? Are they close to animals or demons? Like, what are they? Because they're not human. Anyway, whatever. We've gone too far off the track here. We've got to turn back into our human forms, Tristan. <laughs> and talk about NXT again. We were, we were talking about... Oh, thank God. The, a cloud is going across the full moon, and yeah. I can, we can, I talk can about go back NXT. to talking about NXT again. Yeah. It was so positive, like to see him winning. It just feels so. And good. also, it was really cool to see him retain against Matt Riddle with a like classic. I might not be as technically skilled as you, but I know more about pro wrestling thing, which is the quick yeah. roll up. Dream is like becoming like the people's hero. And he it's immediately really started stirring up shit on Twitter. Yeah, where he released videos of him calling out Buddy Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this that match. I did not realize was going to be as good as it was because that match was great. Buddy Murphy 
Looks like a fucking tank. How the hell was he on 205 Live? Buddy Murphy is clearly like 240 pounds. Yeah, he's almost as tall as Velveteen Dream, and he's like bigger than him by a lot. Like he's more muscular than him by a lot. Excuse me. He is 205 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I didn't realize Velveteen Dream weighed less than me. I am I am seven pounds away from being as big as Buddy Murphy. No, as powerful, sorry. As powerful. Wow, he was good. His character work was really good, too, because he was, like, uh, back and forth with uh, Dream. They were, like, making fun of each other, and you could tell what was going on. You didn't have to, you didn't have to shout a million times the same thing over and over I again. T- I said to you while we were watching it, I think that they finally figured out how to handle Velveteen Dream's character. They always try to synthesize his out-of-ring character and his in-ring character. And they don't actually work together because his out-of-ring character is blatantly a shithead and his in-ring character is the underdog you love to root for. And sometimes they go, well, let's make his in-ring character like cheat a lot. And you go, no, the Velveteen Dream wouldn't cheat. Why are you doing that? So then they go, okay, let's make his out-of-ring character like a good guy. You're like, no, because I want him to be catty and bitchy to people. Like, I don't want him to be a good guy. He's not a tweener. He's just two different people. Yeah. If If they had figured that out better, I think, then I think that his feud with EC3 would have been like the greatest. Oh yeah. Because they had the out of the out of ring stuff for that was some of the best. And EC3 was super game to do all sorts of weird shit you could tell. Really stupid stuff. In the ring if they had just figured out that he could have been more of an underdog and instead of like EC3 finally had a match on Raw this week. Yeah, didn't he get like he got demolished in five seconds yeah. by Ron Strowman or something? He's totally geeked out, baby. Yeah, he's great. Good stuff. Should have stayed on Impact. Or at NXT, like I've been ranting about for the past eight months. He absolutely should have stayed on NXT. But, I mean, like, you know, he's he's a top guy. It's crazy to see how they're treating him. Because he's absolutely a top guy. He is a guy that audiences who only watch once a month and, like, skip, like, three quarters, they could get behind him. His promo ability is good. His look is great. He looks like a superhero. He... Could definitely be a top guy. He works for the same reason that Velveteen Dream works, which is you don't actually need to know this character to know this character. Right. You know? Exactly. He he just does that fucking Zoolander look in the beginning, and you know, I said it before, and I really mean it. He could be. He's the wrestler a, you love to hate. He could be a not pretty The Rock. <laughs> not pretty. That's so mean. Well, because The Rock is very pretty. Like his face is very pretty. Yeah, no. EC3 I didn't is, see, say that it was say, wrong. I, I said say, that it was mean. I'm not saying anything bad about EC3. He's handsome, but he's not pretty. Like, his yeah, face is yeah. not a pretty face. He's a handsome face. Buddy Murphy shows up because Velveteen Dream, who, again, absolute star, even, yeah. even in these, like, weird little selfie videos he's taking behind the scenes at WrestleMania. He is so clearly a star. They put on a really great match. Velveteen Dream still got that belt, baby. Yeah, it was it was good. It was competitive looking. It looked good. It gives Velveteen Dream a bit of a cool off time so that he doesn't have to worry about who his next guy is right after TakeOver. And then we get to find out who his next guy is. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on with Dijakovic? 
no, no, no. Let's let's Dijakovic. not let's let's not talk to to Dominic Dijakovic. Dijak, what the hell are you? What doing, happened? Dude? Yeah, Dijak. Okay, so Dijak, call me. Give me a ring, buddy. I just yeah. want to make sure you're doing all right. Just hit us up, man, on that Gmail, because I know you don't have no Twitter no more. Uh, <laughs> so he did this weird tweet. I mean, it's weird. I'm on Twitter a lot more than you are. Yeah. And sometimes tweets come by me that I go, oh, I should show this to Alec. This was one of the tweets that came by me that I was like, I have to message him this right now. Yeah, no, I got it in the middle of the day at work and I did look at it at I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm pretty sure when you read it, it's clearly a gimmick. It's not like a I don't think it's real at all, but it's very I would hope it isn't real. It's very confusing and strange and I don't think we know what it means. He tagged Donald Trump, Mexican president Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and he says, this continent has everything backwards. This is a diseased environment that breeds impurity. The streets are almost as filthy as the inhabitants. I would know. I've lived the majority of my life here. <laughs> I owe it to myself and my family to capital P purify this wasteland. 30 minutes later, he deleted the tweet. An hour later, he deleted his Twitter completely. Yeah, I initially was like, so what is he, taxi driver now? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, I thought it was like gonna be a cool taxi driver gimmick and it just was a really stupid tweet. But now I don't even know what it is because it's like, it also sounds like some weird racial purify thing. He's part Croatian. But then, I mean, but I then he comes out on NXT. Yeah, and, and you he, would think this would answer questions, but it really doesn't. It does not answer any questions. The audience is perplexed through the entire thing because he starts out, he says, um, the only reason I'm at NXT is because of the help my family gave me. And they're like... What? <laughs> like everybody just shuts up instantly. Like what? <laughs> are we supposed to know who your family are? Yeah, it's like oh, like who, is Triple is this, H everybody... your brother or yeah. like what the fuck? Everybody's probably looking at the Titantron, looking for the Rusev family slideshow or something. It's like what? what... I mean, if that had happened, that would pop me so hard. I, was, I love I was that waiting. Rusev family. Yeah. I was waiting for that. Like that's what I thought was going to happen. But then I want just... to introduce you to the Dijakovics. <laughs> Yeah. This is Mama Dijakovic. She feasted on eyes. Yeah. Three days out of the week. This is my great grandpa, Peter Dijakovic. It was Dijak before we moved here. <laughs> I really didn't know what it was going to be. And then he was just like, my family immigrated here to the United States. And because of their blood that's running in my veins. And I'm like, so wait a second. You tweeted at Donald Trump all this shit about impurity in the streets. And now you're like, I'm pro-immigrant. <laughs> Are you like anti-native nativist? We have to purify this country by just importing people en masse and destroying people that live here already. Uh, Is that what that it was? already happened? It was called colonization. Uh, yeah, the colonization. I, are you, is that what you're doing? Are you like colonizing a first world country or something? Is that that's <laughs> that like would be a, a very funny gimmick? That's but a fun and weird gimmick that's not going to work and not go over well. 
What um, is this gimmick? Here's we the still thing. don't know. You probably shouldn't use the language of the far right at all in wrestling. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to be misunderstood. It's especially confusing when you're using the language of the far right and then are saying like, and that's why immigration is awesome because yeah. then I can't even figure out what your character is. I don't think that you should do a anti-immigrant character, especially in WWE right now. It would be oh, yeah, completely never. inappropriate. But at least if you came out and were like, I'm a bad guy because I hate immigrants, I would go, this is really inappropriate, but like, this well, is a character. Politically, and hopefully, it, it tracks better than I'm just an anti-immigrant guy. And at least I I'm, know yeah. what kind of heel heat you're trying to get. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm the bad guy who hates you know Mexicans or whatever. Yeah. Whereas this is just, so am I supposed to cheer you or boo? Like, am I supposed to boo you because you want to kill me because I was born here? Or do I cheer you because you aren't a far right wing extremist and, and you, you love immigration yeah but which are, one is we, it and and what the fuck and so then i realized after today the the only thing that makes sense is that he tweeted Justin trudeau and the mexican prime minister and donald trump because he's going after the north american yeah, 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 championship yeah, yeah, yeah. so that so that is the way that he's going after it but the language is still completely perplexing i have no clue what the fuck he's talking about some guys don't need gimmicks yeah at least like this keith lee all he needs to do is come out and say i'm limitless and then fuck somebody up yeah i fucking love keith lee yeah. if he starts coming out and is like also i'm fighting for the memory of the native americans i'm gonna go like <laughs> why <laughs> yeah like i mean why? i i definitely think that like you know, some Native American representation, but also you're black. So like maybe the, 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 this is like stepping on some people's toes. It's just confusing. Dijak, you don't need a gimmick. You already have a gimmick. You say feast your eyes and then you throw somebody 20 feet. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. It's a great gimmick already. He's already <laughs> like seven foot tall and he's awesome and he can do giant flips and shit. I don't think we need to hear this weird shit because I don't understand it, and I don't think I'm ever going to understand it. And I think he's going to need to like. Do you? He's going to need to sit down and like write out like a big like book or something to get me to understand what the fuck this gimmick is. I mean, I gotta say, if he comes out next week with a manifesto, I'm going to. I'm pop, turning around. Yeah, I'm gonna pop really hard. I'll, I'll turn the corner on him, and I'll actually start really liking it. If that's what he's going to do. If, if he's, he's going to come out, if he's going to Drew Gulak it and come out and be like, this is my slideshow. I put together an educational video that illustrates my points. And then you just like watch it and you still don't know what the fuck it is at the end. The seven foot tall slab off Shizak of NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking like A plus. Let me tell you, let me tell you what I really feel. And I'm going to show it to you with this political cartoon. And it's like. The fucking the the Statue of Liberty holding up the torch, but like like she's also like about to get shot in the back of the head by like some nondescript guy, and he's like, "So what? Wait, what does that mean? What what are you talking about? Or is that like a pro-immigrant thing again? Or are we still on the immigrant thing? Even better, he explains it to us through wrestling. He's like, "So this jobber, yeah. he is." 
uh, uh, nativist resentment towards immigration, and I elbow drop him. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy, he's uh, the the entitled immigrants who are coming here for free welfare, and I also elbow drop them. And you're like, wait, wait this is what? still confusing. <laughs> I don't understand. But but who's the bad? When you elbow dropped him, are you like representing like society's cruelty or is the that the first elbow drop to the nativist? Yeah. That that was punishing them for their bad ideas. And then the the elbow drop to to the welfare immigrant, that was actually representing the welfare we're going to give to those immigrant communities. Is that is that what you meant? Is that and then he's like, I'm not gonna tell you, it's clear. <laughs> If you listen to this and you're not confused, please write in and tell us what the fuck's going on. Chris, what do you think about Dijak's weird thing? There were people the night of that tweet, people who went to the tapings and they say that it's some like weird immigrant thing, but that it isn't super racist. And I was like, it kind of doesn't matter because you just tweeted out shit that seems super racist. Yeah, it's like, like you the, the streets are teeming with filth and I have to clean it up for my family. And it's like, what the what does that mean? Why did you tweet Donald Trump? And it's like, it's very weird. What if everybody is reading him metaphorically and he's being super literal and he's like, no, the streets are teeming with trash. We need to clean it up. Yeah, and he just picks up garbage all the time. And he's just like... Oh, you th you thought that I was talking about homeless people? No, we need to care for the homeless people. Yeah. We just need to clean up all this trash on the street. He comes in with like 400 pounds of trash bags. He's benching over his head. He like throws it down in the middle of the ring and he's like, Feast your eyes! This was just picked up in the parking lot outside! We have a responsibility to the earth and to our country and our fellow humans! I don't know. Maybe it's that, but I don't think it's that. I don't think it is that. So that was. I was confusing. kind of excited at the prospect that it was going to be like a taxi driver thing, but I mean, I don't know. I'd go like super local with it, and he could like try to assassinate a Floridian politician. <laughs> he actually tries to assassinate a politician. Yeah, we could really taxi driver it up. His promos are him like writing down what kind of food he eats and how many like push-ups he can do in a day in court. And the judge is like, you did threaten this politician. And he's like, hey, kayfabe, kayfabe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Dominic Dijakovich did. Okay. Two different people. Listen, Two different listen, people. Listen, you got my name. You put my fucking, you put my shoot name on the fucking documents. <laughs> all right. We got to Who the hell do I have to talk to to get this shit fixed? A wrestler happily going to jail as long as they call him his kayfabe name because that's the character who killed somebody. Yeah, and then he like gets in there and he's like looking at his cellmate and he's just like, "So, let me ask you, uh, what's your gimmick? Because uh, how are we gonna work this?" <laughs> you tell me three weeks ago, Dijakovic versus Velveteen Dream, and I'm super fucking like excited, and now yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I feel. Yeah, I am actually still excited because I want to watch it because I know it's going to be a spectacle visually and then maybe we'll m figure out a little bit what the fuck is going on. Like, I don't even know if I should be upset at Dijak or not. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just super interested in what the fuck this crazy shit is. I remember the women's match really well. The women's really match fantastic. Well. I had just gotten home from a whole show of women's wrestling because I had gone to see Stardom. I was considering getting a membership, but now I'm probably not going to because Oedo Tai lost their dance. 
They used to not dance. Yeah, I but love the their dance, dance is but... fucking hilarious, and I kind of wanted to watch just for the dance. That was the other thing that kind of like made me maybe not want to get. They're like they have like thirteen year olds on the roster. It's weird. They do not have thirteen. Yeah, fourteen. Uh, what's her face? Uh, G- Gannon or whatever. Uh, Hannon. Hannon is like fourteen or something. I think. They have a few of them like that, and I think it's a little weird to watch wrestlers that young. I don't know. Nah, give all the kids brain. Yeah. I feel like I'm just going to end up looking like a super perv for asking how old are, like, searching for, like, <laughs> start. That's the other thing, too. Like, you end up being, like, a big fucking perv, I think, right? The Wonder of Stardom title match between Momo Watanabe and Utami Hayashishida yeah. was so fucking good. Holy shit. Uh, I knew who Momo was, but um, I don't watch a lot of stardom, so I don't know a lot of the other people. Okay. Utami is fucking amazing. Azumi, their new hot talent, is 17 years old right now. Yeah, that's wrestling all over the place. Okay, I'm just saying. I feel like that's, like, young. Hannon is 15 years old right now. I think that's okay. young that's to wrestle. Maybe. You know? I feel it's like it's a different culture, Alec. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hey, hold on one second. Hina is 13 years old. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Maybe she's, don't, she's a good wrestler. Maybe don't put her in the fucking ring. Is that the one that you said had a good match? She's, I think, she's... Well, she's 19, so... Wow, they're very young. Oh How old is Utami? Utami? They're very young in this company. Holy shit. There was a, a three-way between Brittany Blake and Britt Baker. Britt Baker DDS. Nice. Bea Priestley and Konami and Hannah Kimura and Bobby Tyler. Hannah Kimura is pretty cool. Hannah Kimura is fucking awesome. Hannah Kimura is she pretty comes out, cool. She comes out to, to entrance music that's like uh, rave dance music that has a drop in it that says, you blocked me on Facebook, prepare to die. <laughs> it's so good. And she comes that's out really in, in a neon lighted uh, gas mask. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end. Does she still have those weird braids? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I don't know if I like the braids. No, she's got like raver girl hair. Everybody who's like, like officially stardom people, um, came out to the ring. They all yelled, "We are stardom," and it was really funny. While that happened, somebody took a photo, and you can see she's leaning out from behind the stage. She's flipping them off because she's a freelancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny. Yeah, she's she seems really fucking cool. It was just the whole the whole time was great, and then uh, I had a really greasy but delicious sandwich at a Mexican restaurant, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" NXT, they started doing those like earlier shows. It yeah, now like yeah. starts at seven. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta rush home, and I showed up, and I flipped on the TV, and the women's match was starting, and I was like, "Oh, this is the only one that I cared about. Like, <laughs> I can watch all the other shit tomorrow." Yeah, no. So you got all women's wrestling all the time. Yeah, it was double really dose of stardom great. because of Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Maybe someday they screw over Bianca Belair and she goes on excursion to stardom. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? It's looking like that'll be the way that they do it because 
she's like, uh, I was talking to you about this today. I feel like if she does get called up, she's going to get the Sasha Banks treatment. She's She can go. Sarah Check is about to show up in uh, stardom. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Mutual Fund. Sarah Credit Union. Sarah Credit Union. Sarah, Sarah Credit Union with the ATM at McDonald's statement. She could go to stardom in a moment. I loved this fucking match. It was a great match. It was so good. Bianca was a fucking hero the whole time. Bianca was great. And one of my favorite things about Bianca in this, I think that both of us really love seeing the kind of subtler long-term storytelling moments. And I loved that about halfway through this match, Shayna Baszler puts the Kirifuda on Bianca Belair, who instantly starts freaking out because she's like, I wasn't able to get out of this last time. Yeah, yeah. Last time, she got put in three Kirifudas and every single time, like, kept her head. She was like, I'm not going to tap out. I'm going to find a way to power out of this because she hadn't lost to it yet. And now she's like, oh, no, being in the Kirifuda could end this match right now. I've got to freak the fuck out trying to get out of this. Yeah, it was very good. She's so smart. I think she's really smart in the ring. And she she really is, I would say, like a great hero, like babyface character. No matter what they're trying, they're really trying to like put her in that kind of heel position because people aren't 100% behind her as a babyface. But I think that people are. I think that when she's in the ring, everybody's but also, super behind her. I know her. that I say this all the time. You don't have to believe that somebody is a heel or a face because the WWE is telling you they are. Yeah. No, no, no. I know Who that gives that's a true. shit if they portray her as a heel? Right. She's so obviously a face. Yeah. I think that that's They like, gave her that fucking uh, uh, promo package last year that was all about how, like, she constantly pushes herself to be better and better because yeah. she, she knows she has a natural ability, so she has to push herself as hard as possible to make sure that she isn't just coasting. And it's like, this is a fucking face promo. And then they instantly were like, ah, oh, but she's kind of bitchy sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, who gives a fuck? I think that I think that's important to, to keep in mind. But really, the reason I always am saying it is because there have been so many times that I've been reading people's responses and people are like, ah, oh, why was she fighting Shane in the first place? It's heel versus heel. And it's like, it's not. It really it's so is not. It really is not. Even even if you think that she's a heel, she is clearly a different kind of heel than Shayna Baszler. Yeah. It's not a fucking mirror match, you know? <laughs> I think even in the her versus the Sky Pirates, the triple threat thing that led up to this and everything, like I was rooting for her over them. Like it, it was like a two-on-one advantage. It's like it. she looked that, like That a, isn't how that happened. I know. But it, it was like her it. versus Io Shirai, and then Shayna Baszler choked him out, and then Kyrie Sane showed up, and that's how it became a four-way. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. So I don't even remember it. Just because they, they always were backstage, like, on each other's ass. I don't know. I mean, those were all very funny. Those were great promos. Girl, girl, uh-uh. Friends, take over. Uh, yeah. Undisputed Era-style delivery. Yeah. You just say words as questions. She is a really good hero. I can get behind her. I hope everybody does, even on the internet where everybody likes to be a dick, because I think she really could be like a big face push for the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the. I, I love, I love Bianca Belair, and you know, I love Kyrie Sane, and I love Yoshirai, but yeah. um, the most important thing here. Shayna Baszler still got that belt, baby. Oh yeah, she needs it because not she, she does not need it. need it. She, she deserves it, it Alec. I, 
I meant to say it more like that <laughs> because I agree with you. I think it. I think the belt needs her. I think it doesn't make sense to put it on anybody else. Io Shirai is too new. They no. just stole Kyrie Sane. They brought her in. She's so hot. Everybody knows she's so hot and so great from this great other company and everything. But it's like they can't use that stuff in promos. They can't put a package together. She should be doing more shit on the show first, I think. Io Shirai getting an early belt would have made sense if they literally had her debut at that takeover saving Kyrie Sane. Yeah. And then the next week won the belt. If yeah. it was a whirlwind kind of thing, because you don't you can explain it after the fact if it's a right. whirlwind. But they've given her too much time that now it's just too soon rather than being like surprisingly soon. I wouldn't believe her with it right now. Because I don't feel like she's done enough here. And, and also, her and Kyrie have been, you know, together too much and I think it's a singles belt and I think she should be pushed as like a single star. And also, Shayna Baszler continues to make that belt worth more by holding it. Yeah. I really like that, you know, we've had some kind of ups and downs with the men's belt, but the women's belt, their philosophy of it's either on somebody for a year straight or it bounces between three people for like two and a half months really actually makes it like worth a million fucking bucks yeah it 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 never feels like there's anybody making a play for it that doesn't deserve it at the time well and like, also it, it, it makes sense why everybody would try to get it because if somebody's been holding it for two years of course everybody's going to be trying to dethrone that person oh yeah and then the second it gets dethroned it bounces around so quickly because now everybody there's like a power vacuum and everybody's like waiting to see who the next person who's just gonna have it forever is the belt i think being on Kyrie, they just needed that on her for a little bit because i think they always had a plan to bring her up well especially considering you know where the next wrestlemania is it's in Tampa Bay, and all of the uh, promo videos are already yeah. pirate-themed. All the, I yeah. wonder who's going to be the champion at the end of that night. Yeah, and then all the, all the Floridians who've been watching uh, NXT this whole time and have been getting off on her goofy <laughs> fucking dance moves and shit, they'll love it. They'll get up and dance in the audience, too. A bunch of, like, fucking toothpick, four-foot-tall motherfucking... Guys with glasses doing that stupid jig. I I'm sorry. I can't. I, can't. I love. You that can jig. tell. Like I'm getting all Jim Cornette on this shit. Like, <laughs> I love that, that jig. I oh. love that dance. Oh. Maybe that's it. why. Maybe that's why Stardom canceled the Odeo tie dance because they heard that WWE was going to try to elbow into their fun dance territory. No, I think they did that because they were stupid and they made a bad business decision because they 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 lost my 10 bucks a month or something. I got to say, you got to check out some of the fucking matches though because yeah. even without the dancing, the matches are really I'm, good. I'm halfway into it. It's like I've you already You don't want expressed... to see a 13-year-old get a concussion? Come I, on, man. I really don't want to see a 13-year-old get a concussion, dude. <laughs> oh, it's because you you go to school. You you teach I, at a school. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. You care I, about children too much. It, I fucking popped Hannah is. last night because I was talking about how 
when uh, school kids give me shit on the street, I flip them off and how it like That's drives... fucking sick though. No, that's awesome. <laughs> it drives them insane. They it's... love you for it actually. They'll call you fat. They'll say you walk weird, whatever. You flip them off and they start hooting and hollering. Yeah. And then the best part about it is their teacher comes around and it's like, excuse me, everybody, be quiet. Like, you shouldn't be yelling. And you're like, I yeah. flipped you off and you're in trouble, bitch. Yeah, that's, it's good. It's fun. And then, and, and good. You should do that. It's, it's flip a lot of off fun. kids. Yeah, it's great. Flip off kids. But Alex, just, Alex line, flipping off, off kids, fine. Giving them a concussion, wrong. Yeah, flipping onto kids, not great. <laughs> Big giant damage you're going to do to a 13 year old is going to fuck up their entire life. Like forever. Again, cross cultural value judgments. Not okay, cool, yeah, Alex. Sure, I guess. The sure. Japanese believe in killing their children, goddammit. Okay, I think I'll go to Japan and I'll make a tweet about how on that continent there's like a purity or whatever, or something, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, I love immigrants. <laughs> Tweeting the Japanese prime minister. Yeah, I'll tweet the Japanese. Yeah. I don't even know. It's not Shinzo Abe anymore, is it? I don't even know who it is. <laughs> Whatever. There is trash in your streets, and they're like, there most certainly is not trash in our streets. <laughs> uh, excuse me, there is not trash in the street. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I was being metaphor. Oh, man. Listen, uh, we're I cool wish- with you being racist about foreigners, but how dare you claim that there is trash <laughs> yeah. in our streets? It's the, it's the opposite of the DiJack thing. <laughs> there were no interferences from the, the, the fucking play fight i'm so glad yeah no that's not a good look when they're we we still disagree i think about jesmond duke and mira shafir but yeah i am on the side of they should be lackeys but Shayna baszler should care about them not getting involved because her whole thing should be no i'm unstoppable Yeah, I don't need you. She should only bring in her lackeys if part of the angle is she's fed up with people fucking with her. Yeah, and it's just like, ah, oh, fucking sick them. I don't want to deal yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I got a conspiracy theory for you. I'm going to put on my Jesse Flat Ventura. Earth. Yeah, no, that's not for you. <laughs> that's not for anybody. <laughs> Stay away from that shit, guys. I got a conspiracy theory for you, Tristan. What do you think about this? They were supposed to have some sort of dissension between the two Sky Pirates because of this match. But then they couldn't do it because Kerry Sane got called up. So they ended it on a friendship note. Because this match was all about the two of them working together and then just fucking each other over. But that was very fun. Yeah, but it, it was also fun because it was like, oh, if it comes down to the two of us, we will fight. And it's like, oh, that's so honorable. It's so good. And then what it worked out to is, I'm going to pull you off of this. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let you get a pin because I just want to beat you. I just want to win. And I, Yeah, it's, it's like, not an elimination match where it could yeah. come down to you versus her. It, There's going to yeah. be a bunch of times where you're trying to pin Bianca Belair and the other person has yeah. to kick you in the head to break it up. Yeah, you make it sound like you make it sound like it's going to be this like honorable like duel of friends or whatever. It's not even that. It's just you like, "Oh, she's going to win." No, fuck that. I think that this was handled a bit better than the Street Profits uh running randomly into uh, the Viking experience. They were they were still War Raiders at the time. Yeah, I didn't know that they were. They Viking have a team. They, they're yeah. both wearing shirts that say War Raiders on it. Um, 
Also, I don't think we mentioned this before. How fucking disrespectful is it that the Viking experience weren't wearing the NXT tag belts? Uh, that's because they probably already lost them. They probably <laughs> lost true. them on the live show that was taped by taped and and the... some and some production manager didn't put two and two together and go, oh no, they should actually be holding these belts still. Yeah, but then they would be like, oh, but what are those like twenty people in Florida gonna think when they see <laughs> it on TV? Cafe, brother, we gotta keep it. <laughs> Does it make Kyrie look like a like a wimp when she's going to fucking Raw or something? I don't think so, because I don't know. She didn't actually lose. She got she gets DQ'd because Io Shirai tries to protect her arm because she knows that Shayna Baszler sometimes stomps you in the arm and your yeah, arm is yeah, broken yeah. for a year, a la Dakota Kai. Yeah. But then she fucks up the save, and then her arm gets stomped anyway. Yeah, it's kind of just like a super loss, and then it just makes me think like, oh, so is Kyrie just going to get this clip? They're never going to let this clip see the light of day. Especially considering in a year, she's clearly headlining WrestleMania, which is pirate themed. Which is pirate themed, yeah, yeah. So, like, they aren't going to show up and be like, okay, we're going to spend two years building her up. They're gonna, She's going to show up and she's going to be like, I'm the fucking pirate princess. I kick everybody asses except yeah. for Shayna Baszler, who yeah. I have an iffy, iffy background with. Yeah, like, it's going to be weird. Unless. Oh, no. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is horrible because... Part of it means that Shayna Baszler will eventually get called up, which I guess everybody eventually does. Yeah. But Shayna Baszler gets called up halfway through the year. Kyrie Sane, who has been doing great without Shayna Baszler there, starts getting demolished by Shayna Baszler, and that's your... That's your main event. But I don't think that that makes sense, because I think if they're going to bring Shayna up, she's got to do something with Ronda. Which sucks. Get rid of Ronda. Yeah, or have Shayna come and kick her ass. That would be sick. Shayna's like a way better wrestler. So yeah, that that's the women's division. Oh no, there's there's a little bit more with the women's division. Uh, they're finally doing something with Candice LeRae. That's kind yeah, of all we can say about it. But they put her in the the thing, the the women's Royal Rumble, and then she got eliminated before she could do anything cool. And then, uh, she beat up Aaliyah. Yeah, she beat up Aaliyah. That was kind of good. Oh, oh, okay. The Aaliyah Vanessa Bourne team is really good. <laughs> they are really good. I uh, really like they're how like much new, you they're like, like this. Because they're Sabatalia Moss, dude. <laughs> That's who they are. Are you kidding me? You can't look at them and say that they're not Sabatalia Moss. Until they refer to a car as our car, they are not Sabatelli. They are going to do that, though. <laughs> there is no way they're not going to do that. They're, but they're not going to drive. They're going to have a driver. Our driver. Don't harass our driver. Come on. You said don't harass. Yeah. I thought gonna... you said don't arrest as no. if the driver is driving drunk and then they get pulled over. No, 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 no. If anything, it'd be speeding because they want to get there fast. See, but that's good. Yeah. I like that a lot. That is good. That is good. But you know what? It's like, but they're great. They're definitely Sabatelli and Moss. Vanessa Bourne is the Sabatelli. Aaliyah is the Moss. Oh, I think it might be reversed. The crowd reaction is reversed because everybody hated Tino and everybody hates Aaliyah. 
But the way that they talk, I think that Vanessa Bourne is definitely the talker of the group. She's the Tino. Aaliyah's coming along great. And this is a selfish thing, and it might not be with that, what's best for them. So I'm sorry, guys, if you ever listen to this, which you won't. But if you ever do, I'm sorry. I kind of want them to stay on NXT forever. I don't want them to move up. So I kind of want them to stay like not everybody's favorite because they are great NXT tag. This brings us to the men's division which I hopefully want to end with a discussion of why do people have to leave NXT? Yeah, um, because they don't all have to leave NXT. We got Gargano and Cole. And it's a two out of three falls match. It's like a fun stipulation. I thought it was great. There's only one thing I would have changed about it. You would have wanted Cole to win. Specifically, I got so excited when it looked like he was going to win by getting Johnny Gargano counted out. Yeah. <laughs> if his second fall is getting Johnny Gargano disqualified, he is going to have nuclear fucking heat. Yeah, but the problem is I think that they knew that in that building in New York, Adam Cole is the baby face. <laughs> he is. He, I think that that could have turned it around. But the problem is that's the conclusion of the match. And by then you're leaving on a low note. I don't, they don't like that. They want to send him home happy. I said that I hope that Adam Cole won because it doesn't feel right for Gargano to win the belt off of anybody except Ciampa. Mm. I get it now. Gargano is the guy that you make the center of your universe, I suppose. They've already kind of made him the center of their universe. I've been reluctant to say this, but after this match, I have to say it. He's a phenomenal wrestler. I mean, Ricochet is gone now. He might be the best guy. And when you look back at the, like, fucking amazing matches that we all know from the past couple of years... Johnny Gargano like has been in all of them. It's yeah. hard to deny that he is your biggest guy and he should be your champion. But I'm going to deny that now by saying Adam Cole is champion. Come on. Yeah, I well that's it's great. I guess they... you just had a pretty big monumental heel champion and you kind of probably want a guy who can come out and go like I love you guys, you love me. We're well he can do the Drew McIntyre like we are NXT bullshit face yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Cole this week saying that he is the unrecognized. Yeah, he's the champion. uncrowned champion. Oh, God. That is uncrowned champion is a wonderful is a wonderful thing to say. Although you know that somebody was watching Game of Thrones and was like, "Oh yeah, oh, I'm going to do the old crown." I'm no longer going to have the War Raiders to do all of my Game of Thrones shit with. I guess I'll even... do it with uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah, cool. Get ready for a fucking dragon in cargo shorts, guys. A wireframe dragon wearing cargo shorts would be pretty much Undisputed Era in a nutshell. Okay, Wha giant, giant wireframe dragon in cargo shorts. We're talking Iron Maiden display, and it comes down. They're in the pockets of the cargo shorts. I, I, I definitely get why he's the champion. Yes. Don't understand why... They're billing him as a straight babyface now. He's even the cocky, I make quips babyface. Yeah, he called uh, Adam Cole a whining baby, which would have been funny if Johnny 
had a little bit more of a you know humorous character. He also said him losing on takeover is not unqualified or oh, some yeah. weird wording and yeah. then i turned to alec and i was like it's undisputed yeah and then he had to say it like three times before he could say undisputed by then we already knew like when you had thought of it right off the bat but then by the second time i was like well everybody knows what you're gonna say now you're really fucking telegraphing this, yeah. my man don't try to outsmarm the undisputed era no they're they're the, they're the best he had something even better which was why don't you just shut up yeah, that was really good. <laughs> the whole thing that Adam Cole was saying during this, I was waiting for this, is, Johnny, you're so stupid. Like, you're an idiot, he calls him. And I almost wanted him to say, the way you said Undisputed just shows how stupid you are. Yeah. You can't even say it right. Like, like if he said it like that, that would have made me laugh. Because wrestlers can't count over three, Johnny Gargano spends this entire promo not realizing that Strong... To be fair, I spent about two to three minutes not realizing that Strong was with them. And then yeah. at one point, I turned to Alec and I go, where's Strong? And then almost immediately, Strong pops yeah. up behind Gargano. In the little backstage crap, they had Roderick Strong getting yelled at by Adam Cole because they messed up the interference at the end. And he, he was mad at Roderick, and he was like, what the hell was that, Roddy? What's going on? But then as soon as um, Kathy showed up to ask them a question, they were like, you turn those cameras off. You're not supposed to see this. Trouble in paradise, Kofi? Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're setting it up. But then I thought, oh, they're not setting it up because Roddy beat him, beats him up. But then they kind of still are because Gargano is being like, oh, I want to fight Roderick Strong, not Adam Cole. So, which, like, no, you don't. He's just trying to separate them. Yeah, no, I know. Which makes me say to you, he's still not a babyface in my eyes. He's, he's taking the number one, like, faction that everybody loves, the fan favorite, and he's trying to divide them. And he's making fun of him. At one point, Adam Cole goes, <clears throat> Adam Cole goes, uh, 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 I hate to ruin you basking in the like adulation of the audience or something like that. I hate to break up the love fest. Gargano immediately turns to the audience and goes, I do love you. That is a such a, oh my God. I can see like Kevin Owens doing that. He's a false prophet. He's yeah. a false prophet. He's a nasty, he's You know nasty... who he is, Alec? Who is he? He's the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> he has, he has, he has, confused all of these poor people into believing that he is their savior. Yeah, he has a weird bowl cut. <laughs> the mark of the beast is the wristbands that they use to get into the performance center. Okay, wow. So a very religious slant <laughs> taken by our staunch um, non-religious Well, I don't guy. like to put labels on what I am. So putting putting the label on is Tristan Marsh. Uh, excuse me, I think you're putting the label on my weird apocalyptic conspiracy theory okay, about Johnny so, Gargano. Yes, we don't know what he believes, but we know he believes in the Antichrist. <laughs> yes, exactly. And what the, else could he possibly think? And, and the Antichrist is Johnny Gargano. Yeah, okay. So Champa was uh, the savior all along. You think that Johnny Gargano, the wrestler, is being aware about this? No. And creating the character? I almost I almost could see that. Kind of doesn't matter what the wrestler intends. I'm reading it that way, and yeah. I think that that's a valid way to read it. I'd like to see what Johnny Gargano thinks about uh, Dijak's tweets. <laughs>
<laughs> he has a public position and a private position on those tweets. Yeah, yeah. We w- will only know what one of those are. <laughs> and his public position is a defensive, evasive, you know, we all need to come together right now. Oh, no. Johnny centrist Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is the Antichrist. Johnny neoliberal Gargano. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, people talk a lot about the two wings of wrestling, heel and face. And I believe there's a third way. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's almost like he's right here in the room. I still want to talk about one more thing with you. Yeah. Which is how you're feeling about NXT right now. It's interesting because over the amount of time... Hey, Alec. Yeah? What is NXT? I'm almost... I'm almost ready to call it the third brand now. Except that they didn't bring anybody from the main roster. I know, and they're not gonna, but... And that's really one of the big hurdles to being considered a third brand. If they were a third brand, you take some people off of fucking main event, and you have them have a couple of matches at NXT, and they refuse to do that. Even in the amount of time that we've been covering the show, the polish has gotten, like, so hot. The level of, like, main event madness, the crazy stipulation matches, the this and that... It, it's turned into its own show. It's it's a way less a developmental program. They're bringing in people who have been wrestling for 15, 20 years already, so there's not really a need to have it be the developmental program anymore. It really does turn into the brand, and they, they just need to learn how to be on WWE TV. I think that the brand can still be, quote-unquote, developmental, because you do still have people that are legitimately developing themselves there as a way to kind of be like, oh, people, you know, people come and go, and this is where they like shore up their abilities. And even if they've been wrestling for 20 years or if they're just new, being at the performance center is whatever. Like, I think that their brand can be developmental without actually them being developmental anymore. When we say what's NXT, and we used to be so confused about it, even like a month ago or two months ago or whatever. The more you think about it and the evolution that it's had, you can be a little more certain that it is just, it's just a wrestling show now, like any other wrestling show. It's very close to being its own brand. It's really close. What's NXT, Tristan? NXT is a land of contrasts. NXT is weird. They handled these new people getting called up. And like one of the call ups is the current champion. And that's fucked up but their creative is still handling it well is johnny really still getting called up or oh i hadn't even thought of that i was talking about viking raiders viking experience yeah oh that's true because johnny there were plans to call him up too and that's definitely not happening now that champa's damaged it can't be yeah i'm talking about him like a yeah action figure but also like because they're right in the center of the fucking new intro too they're handling it better and i agree with you i think that they're handling it really well but as well as they're handling it it kind of nxt is like a terracotta statue that's hollow in the center and it has weight and it's sculpted well but every once in a while, a part of it crumbles inward and you realize that there's nothing like actually supporting it inside. Because I was so surprised at how well they handled 
these new call-ups. Yeah. But then I realized that being happy with how well they're handling that underscored the kind of, not to be like a dour, cynical asshole, but how much of a like meat grinder NXT has become in my mind. Yeah. Earlier this week, I was about to be like, do we want to keep doing this podcast? Really? It would be one thing if they put all these fucking stories to bed and then got called up. That's like how it should happen, right? That's like the yeah. dream. Even if you even if you have this fucked up tiered system where there's NXT and then above it there's the main roster. You should finish the story. Yeah, but they never really did that even back in the old territory days. You'd get you'd leave and then you'd It's shitty and it's a monopoly. Where yeah. back in the days it no, was like right. chaotic, you yeah. know? This doesn't feel chaotic to me. This just feels like Vince McMahon getting his way. And it's just like I still really like the show. I was watching it with you. Oh, it was so much fun. And Adam Cole, you know, somebody really fucking got me pissed off on Twitter because they said that Adam Cole had gone to 205 Live. <laughs> and I actually had to look it up. I, I don't usually do spoilers, but I had to immediately check that. And they said, like, no, he's still on NXT. And I was like, oh, thank God. But, like, that's what I mean. I believed that Adam Cole had gone to 205 Live. I believed that they had split up Undisputed Era with no storyline. That is a hopeless position to be in. Where you're like, of course Vince McMahon is going to ruin the thing that I like so much. So NXT is kind of like the awesome, amazing shoot that you love watching things slide down, but it's going into a wood chipper. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the water slide with the corkscrews and the yeah. bumps, and then at the and end- then at the end, there's a big saw blade because yeah. it's actually a log plume yeah. or whatever. <laughs> okay, I understand. I think I can see that. I don't think that I actually am in a completely hopeless place, especially considering we only record this once a month. But- uh, I understand, It's it's a lot to be depressed about. There's definitely something growing in me. You know what I like? I like New Japan. I like New Japan for the exact reason that you're talking about. Because the storylines are there and, and also, the storylines are also not super prominent. There's no like backstage segments and shit other than like interviews. And, and like they have one, maybe two shows a month. Yeah. And they all feel weighty. Yeah, they're like our podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we yeah. could be doing this once a day, but we withhold it from our audience because it oh, makes yeah. it special. Of course. <sighs> God bless. I mean, um, we do three-hour shows every, every, every time. Yeah. This is like a three-hour show, too. We're raw. We're regular raw. <laughs> We're raw, baby. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry that it ended on such a dour note, but I really felt like I needed to get that off my chest. Well, Tristan, how do you feel about, and I'm just assuming that you don't know this, Punishment Martinez's new name? <laughs> I do not know Punishment Martinez. Holy shit, this is out of left field. I know that he's been showing up in the Matrix uh, coat again. His new name is, I believe... Matrix Martinez. Damien Priest. Oh, my God. 
I believe that's what it is. I read it somewhere. So that's why they had to get rid of Alistair Black because with all of his absolution shit, he was like, "We got this. We got this gimmick for punishment, Martinez, and you're fucking stepping on toes, buddy." I kind of prefer Punishment Martinez, but I'm willing to see what Damian Priest can do. See, I thought that they were just going to bring him to Martinez. That's a terrible one. I think Punishment Martinez is awesome. (laughs) And I think (laughs) Martinez is, you know, whatever. That's just some guy's name. Okay, we can agree to disagree about Punishment Martinez. I'm not saying that Martinez is a great wrestler's name, but it is a name. Damien Priest is like... Damien Priest is like a fucking softcore porn character. I keep wanting to call him Damien Priestley because Priestley is a name and Priest is a profession. I I gotta double check that this is correct, but I I really... I kind of don't want you to. I want to believe that he's... You just want to know? You, no, I you, don't want you to look it up. Do not look it up. I, I, I want to believe that his his gimmick is Damien Priest, and he's going to come out in in the uh, the clerical collar. And okay, well, I know, but you don't have to know. But I will tell you. Well, fuck, just just tell tell me if you it is to. it is Damien Priest. <laughs> I am totally right. I knew it. I was like, I'm going to get him so good with this. I don't really know him that well as far as his work, but. What He's like the, the fuck, big guy right? from yeah. ROH or whatever. Yeah. But what the fuck, right? Like a total different repack, a total repackaging right on the heels of Viking Experiment. This is right the- on the heels of Dijakovic going racist. Yeah, right on the heels of Dijak becoming Dijakovic, becoming Dijakovic. And then becoming some fucking taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> Punishment Martinez would have been a great taxi driver character. You could have had the fucking stable of social outcasts who want to change the system by shooting politicians. Punishment I mean, Martinez, Dijak, who the hell else could have been in it? They get rid of Riker and they rebrand. Oh my God. Forgotten Sons basically are taxi, taxi driver. driver. Well, Riker almost is taxi driver too. <laughs> in all honesty, he can stay... Riker, Punishment Martinez, the whole Forgotten Sons, Punishment Martinez, Dijak. God, I think we're on to something. William Regal walks out to the ring, and just in the crowd, there's Jackson Riker, who does the finger gun at him. Yeah, oh my God. Oh my God. William Regal is at the podium. Oh my God. And he's wearing the big button and the sunglasses. Oh my God. He's wearing the sunglasses, but then he has to pull them down to do the bug eyes. This is good. This is good, guys. We fixed the Forgotten Sons, we everybody. We figured it out, and we finally know what Dijak was tweeting about. <laughs> I mean, like, that alone almost makes me want to stick around. Isn't that, that's also, really Stokely cool. Hathaway is going to be a manager soon. Is he seriously signed for he real? He is seriously signed. New York boy done good. That's He's good. no longer named Stokely Hathaway, though. Oh, no. He's like, hold on, let me look this up. Somebody, Dam- somebody- Oh, Damien Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn, they took his gimmick. Oh, wait, that's why. He's Punishment Martinez now. They have to free up the name. He's using the ring name. Court Moore. Whoa. 
Somebody tweeted at him, Yo, Stoke, are you related to this guy Court Moore on NXT? And he uh, uh, screenshotted himself reporting the guy for abusive, uh, <laughs> like, harassing tweets. That's pretty sick. There's stuff that's going to keep me coming back to yeah. NXT. It's really great, and then Kyrie Sane is gone for no reason. Well, no, there's, the, there's a reason. She has to get chopped up for firewood. There's a reason she has to show up at the next WrestleMania on a uh, on a pirate ship. ship. Yeah, come on. They were sizing the treasure chest for the belt before when she <laughs> had her thing. They kept that treasure chest. That shitty. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna put her in a cannon and launch her at the ring yeah. like Sea of Thieves. Yeah, that's it. Okay, baby. Well, that's been what's NXT. Yeah. I've been Tristan Marsh. I've been Alec Basio. You can contact us. We're at whatsnxtpod at gmail.com. I'm at VF Harpoon. I'm at Enemy of Both. Tune in next month to find out what's next. What's NXT? Yeah. <laughs>